It's time again for the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. I'm your host, Spud McConnell, and we're going to talk about how you can help feed the hungry and the homeless down in South Louisiana. So let's chew the fat, huh? Now make la vie, as the Cajuns say on the TCU Food Bank's Taking Care of You podcast. Yeah, we're talking to Trebion Smith here in uh, my lovely office at the TCU Food Bank. Uh, don't you love the artwork on the walls? Absolutely. Nothing like beige paint. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like beige to spark your day. It makes everything better. Actually, they're going to hang some drapes and curtains up in here, so I'll be a little more frou-frou. Fancy. Oh, boy. But it's got, when's it going to get, you know, has too many things to do. <laughs> Say, like, you know, like you. You, you, you. you got, like, a day gig, and you got all this other, you know, nonprofit stuff that you do. Right. I mean... When do you sleep, dude? Uh, I sleep very hard for a very short amount of time. <laughs> but um, you I ain't got I, children, do you? I do. You I do. do? Yeah. How you sleep hard? I, I, I'm up. I wake up in the middle. Well, of course, I'm old. Right. So my prostate wakes me up. So I gotta go. But when I come back in, I try to go back. I'm sitting there saying my prayers for my children. Go, please, God, show them that they're stupid. That's the thing. I tell them all the time. Like I can protect you during the day, but after I fall asleep, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your own. How many you got? I have four four kids, so I have Man. three on my own, and I have a stepson. Man, I got three on my own. Uh, but I started late too. I mean, my youngest will be twenty one in October, and I'll be sixty four in November. Jeez, that's a young. You see, you're doing it right. You know why you're young? It's a young man's game to chase them young ones around. No, no, no. I wish I had the wisdom. I wish I had the wisdom. That's the I wish I had the legs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like when the zombies come, bro, I'm screwed. I ain't going to make it. You know? But uh, I got good kids. My, my kids are pretty bright and they're pretty uh, polite to strangers. Treat That's me cool. and my wife like crap, but strangers love them. So, Same here. Yeah. That must be a, a thing that goes around. Maybe. I don't know. You know, when I was a kid, my parents made me say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am to other people, but we didn't have to say it to them. Uh, and I still ain't figured out why. Uh, but, you know. Such is life. Yeah. I mean, if I try to figure that, I get a headache now. You know, I get a headache when the sun shines. So. Can I please give you your flowers before we get started? You got me flowers? We're started. I'm recording. I'm, I'm, I want to say this on air, that you were extremely influential in my life. Why is that? Because when I was in my early 20s and I was trying to figure out my identity of how I wanted to be in community and have opinions about things, I was listening to you. On a daily basis. Dude. On a daily freaking basis. In the way that you handled certain situations. In the way that you were there. And you gave this sage wisdom at a time when I was young, impressionable, and I had you. So I just want to thank you oh, for the work that you've done and the influence you had on my life. Man. Well, you're more than welcome. Uh, you know what? I, I didn't think I had that many young people listening to me. <laughs> Absolutely me. Well, I was a fanboy. <laughs> I miss I miss doing it. I got to tell you, I really miss doing the, the talk radio stuff. Uh, but, you know, it, I tried to steer clear of politics, even though you couldn't. I tried to steer clear of that only when politics affected my daily life or the daily lives of my listeners. You know, what are the politicians doing to screw up everything right. and then call them on it? And the rest of the time, I just wanted to talk about stuff like kids and things like that. Right. You know, then when the, after Katrina and the BP spill, it was like, that's where the money is. That's what you got to talk you about. Oh, yeah. It's a ratings game, baby. Yeah. So, you, but you never, did you ever think about getting into talk radio? Because you got the voice. People tell me that. Oh, man, you got a great voice for radio. Is it 30 years of drinking and smoking? <laughs> you can sound like this, too. 
Uh, I, I have thought about it. Um, I don't know if I have that type of uh, bravado to to be on talk radio, though. I feel It'll like come. you gotta have some charisma. Well, the thing of it is, okay, I I have a master's degree in acting. I spent five years on the road doing stand-up comedy. I taught improv when I was getting my, my master's. Wow. I taught acting at Delgado. Uh, I had a small acting school, and I was a member of three different improv troops. And even then, WWL gave me like a year and a half as a guest host before a slot opened up and I got it. Well, you know, get your sea legs. It ain't what you think it is. It really ain't. But if you if you get into it, it's good. And I mean, you've got a mindset, but you got to deal with office politics yeah. and radio ain't what it used to be. Yeah. You know, you'd be better off doing your own podcast and trying to get it on the station. But I, I think I'm going down that that road. I do a lot of podcast development with uh, with my business, but I'm never the guy behind the mic. I just make sure that your stuff is uploaded and make sure it sounds good. <laughs> well, that's important. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, you may as well be the talker. What is your business? So I, I, I know you work for the water department. Right. Uh, I'm your uh, your Bobby Boucher of Homer. Uh, I do water quality for Turbine Parish Consolidated Waterworks. But I also own a, a media company called Convo Media. Um, I think conversation starts with, you know, pictures, videos, anything can be a conversation. So... I felt like there wasn't enough uh, consistency with the way that people like put out stuff for Homer. Mm-hmm. So I, I got into photography. I started working with everybody's favorite twins. Um, I produced a lot of their, their Those videos. Those two are crazy, too. Absolutely bonkers. But they're, they're fun to be around. Oh, yeah. They have great hey, ain't no, no dull moment with those two. <laughs> nah, not at all. So just working with them, that kind of pushed me to get the ball rolling. Because I was like thinking it out for months and months at a time. And it was like, hey, I need somebody to shoot a video. And, you know, that turned into me, like, really building a company that I'm proud of. Um, well, Lawrence wants me to do uh, video podcasts, and it's gone. Bruh, you know, it ain't cheap. It's, I mean, just, just, I don't have the, I don't have the, the editing software on my computer right. to do it. I mean, I can, I can get microphones. This is an AKG records in two directions, so it's pretty cool, but... Man, you gotta like have two. You gotta have three cameras. Bottom yeah. line, you now and you can use these iPhone cameras if you want. Because I got a buddy of mine who does a cooking show with five of them. You know? Yeah, I do that for for churches. I uh, I do a production live stream production for uh, two churches. So my Sunday's pretty packed, <laughs> but I, I love doing that. Uh, during mm-hmm. COVID, no one had um, any knowledge of what was going on. How how can I get? my uh my service to my congregation so i'm a young guy i'm into media and started off with just helping out a church and here we are a year and a half later and i love doing it well that's let's see that's just it you love doing it so it's not a chore right it's something you look forward to where everything i do now at my age is a chore (laughs) just everything i gotta get out of bed or oh man gee i cooked chicken spaghetti for everybody today so i was up to like 11 o'clock last night cooking it so I could leave it to a point where I could finish it this morning. Finish it all. And I'm sitting there going, oh, man, it's 11 o'clock. And I drank a cup of coffee. So it's like, <laughs> forget about my deep sleep, you know. But that's kind of how my life is. It's like, uh, I'm very, I'm a very, um, I'm very particular about messaging. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it is. If it's church, politics, community service. If you have a message, I just want to get it right. Yeah, and I want people to see it in the right context. So, like, learning how to 
be a photographer and do all the audio and video stuff like that's cool to me because it helps people understand other folks are you self-taught yes yes i am a youtube photographer um i didn't have a mentor Uh, i probably did it for maybe six months and i got a camera like right at the beginning of the pandemic and i was like you know what i'm gonna just jump out the window yeah i've had people tell me i should have my own youtube channel but you know, I know this other guy who's going, man, you really should get your, I'll help put a podcast out there for you and all this, you know, because I mean, the thing about you, Spud, is you just don't give a damn. You'll say anything. I was going, well, I say what I feel, but you're right. I don't give a damn. I don't feel like going through all the effort to do that because right. I did it for so long and what good did it do? You know, right. I'm boom, I'm out of my hat. So I'd rather, I'd frankly rather do this. I'd rather find money and food and help destitute people. Absolutely. It's more rewarding than that's for sure. But, well, since you got a gig, by the way, tell people how they can find you. Who knows if somebody uh, needs a message to get out there. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Travion Smith, or you can follow my business page, which is Convo Media. That's C-O-N-V-E-A-U-X. Had to put the little Cajun spin on You it. have to, otherwise people <laughs> go, he's a Yankee. Don't trust him, man. He don't know how to eat crawfish. Right. So you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. That's pretty much where I'm at. Um... That's about it. As far just as simple, me, just message you. Yeah, just, just go. I mean, you do have like a rate page or something, or you go gig yeah. to gig. Uh, I just made. I just revamped my web page. It's beautiful, by the way. It's convomedia.com. Yeah, you go. It looks amazing. I, I got to give myself a pat on the back because I had to learn how to do that. <laughs> I was not paying anyone to do it, but uh, it turned out amazing. Uh, check out my rates. You can check out some of my work. I've done a lot of photography over the last two years, mm-hmm. two and a half years. Um, and I'm updating content. Well, that's like an actor, you know, like, uh, you know, we have, uh, I mean, if you're a stage actor, you just have your resume that people read and go, did, do you work with somebody I know? So I can call them up and ask about it or in film now, you know, like you can go to imdb.com right. and you can put my name in and see a list of all the stuff that I've done, Absolutely. Yeah, but also have, you know, a, a reel to click on and go, oh, this is, this is an example of some of the stuff that I've done. But the coolest thing I just say, go, I have a statue on Canal Street. <laughs> Where's your statue at? I can't top that. I can't top that. And you know what? And it's there with my name on the base plate and everything. So. Any street in the world is on Canal. You can't top on, that. On front of, in front of the old DH homes under the clock. And every year from Mardi Gras, they fence it off. Because the first year it was there, somebody climbed on top of it and broke part of it off. What? Yeah, some crazy... <laughs> Some chick hopped up on meth or something, <laughs> dancing on top of my bronze statue. Too many hand grenades, bro. <laughs> and you ever had one of those? Uh, Hurricanes were bad enough. Yeah, I don't know how much it can cram so much sugar into a thing that big. Well, I'll tell you the new thing that I'm into. Uh, I get the fish bowls now. Like when I go to Saints games, I just get the fish bowl, and they have like the little gummy fish in it, and it's probably about I don't know uh, half a gallon of of Liquid corn syrup and cheap liquor, and it gets the job done. Yeah, but it ain't. That's college <laughs> drinking, man. <laughs> what you doing? Is that home? Yeah, you know what it is. It's cost so damn much money to get into the same exactly that you can't afford. Nothing At home, I, I'm the sophisticated. I want my my scotch and water and a nice cigar. Mm-hmm. But when I go to the Saints game, I want to feel like I'm 25 again. So I'm gonna do all the college stuff, bro. If I drank that. 
you'd have to drag me away yeah. from the bathroom. You'd probably be in a diabetic coma. It's hard. I'd be flopping around somewhere, <laughs> man, you know. We're going to step away for a second. When we get back, we're going to pick it up more with Travion Martin because he also does a whole lot of nonprofit stuff. And we're going to find out uh, more about that here on the TCU Podcast. Back right after this. here so you're running through the drive-thru after your kids team wins their ball game and when you go to pay what lost your wallet that means you lost your license too maybe even lost your car registration oh man now you got screaming kids with baseball bats wanting them mickey d's well fear not because you're not lost at abc title they can print you up replacements in less than 30 minutes that's scary fast yep pizza delivery got nothing on these guys Go to abctitle.com to find a scary fast office near you. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound too good. You better start filling sandbags. Oh, wait, you don't have to do that anymore because you have the home team advantage. You called home team elevation at 504-301-1222 and you got your home lifted above the flood. No more worries for you. What about your mama's house or your uncles or your brothers? Home team is ready to lift their spirits even higher than your home. Get the home team advantage by calling 504-301-1222 or go to hometeamelevation.com. 30 years and counting. That's right. ABC Title Scary Fast Service been around 30 years. Car titles, license plates, a notary public. Start the ball rolling with their online service at abctitle.com. ABC Title, your scary fast DMV service company. And we're back talking with Travion Smith from, uh, where are you from? You from home? I'm from home. I grew up on the east side. Uh, I went to Ellen Memorial High School. I'm a patriot at heart. That's I went to East Ascension. I'm a Spartan. <laughs> so we, me and my brother changed the words to our fight song and made it dirty, so I can't say it here. Because <laughs> the large ball has Typical spud. Typical spud. Yeah. yeah, typical, pretty much. Should, it's terrible the ones I did for the Nichols fight song, too. Man, my band director, Mr. Prada, was so embarrassed to have me around. But I played the bassoon, and very well. So he overlooked a lot of stuff. I was a drummer. I oh, yeah? was a percussionist. Well, I, uh, bassoon is one of the what they call a... Uh, that's a uh, a scholarship instrument because they ain't got many people that play them. If you oh. can play it okay, you gonna get some money, which is I did. You know, Smart I, got, guy. I got paid it's everything. Like a strategy. Not you, when you're broke, you think of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how many? They ain't that many pay, and then somebody else beating me to the cans on the side of the road. You do a lot of uh, of help because I first met you. I didn't know you worked for the for the water department. So mm -hmm. I met you. I said, "We need to talk. Give me your phone. Give me your uh, your your card." And I'm going. Dude, you're the water boy. What the hell's going on, man? You don't look like Adam Sandler. What the hell is that? Hey, man. Uh, from 8 to 5, it's all water. But pretty much from 5 to the next day, it's it's everything else about community. How can I get involved? How can I be of service? Um, so I started doing stuff in my community with uh, a local nonprofit called Unapologetically Intelligent. And that was for kids trying to get them involved in the tech spaces. So we taught mm -hmm. them how to use cameras. We taught them how to um, record music, fly drones, just fun stuff to get kids more involved in uh, in the tech space. Well, I mean, but, you know, the, the title of this, un un Unapologetically Intelligent. I mean, are there people who... There were people in school when I was in high school who were smarter than me, but they were so nerdy. That people, nobody would talk to them. That, that, my homeboy came up with a tagline. Uh, 
nerdy is the new cool. Yeah. And uh, that's what it was. Let's let's make some cool ass music. I'm sorry if I cursed. I didn't know if we could do that. But what the hell do you think you're saying on my radio, <laughs> man? Damn. Uh, but let's make some cool music, make some cool visuals, and and show you that you can be, you know, the nerdy kid, the tech kid, mm-hmm. but in the stuff that's uh, that's culturally relevant, you know. Um, so that that was kind of my introduction. It's like I really like this. I want to be in this space, not just doing the tech stuff, but just doing stuff that. But the unapologetically part is what got me. Is that there are people who, like I was saying, there was this guy rode my bus, and he was. He was smarter than me. Well, he was more well-read than me. I mean, mm-hmm. when I got to college and started going, I better read, right. you know. Because he made a crack to me and said, dude, if you would quit talking so high and mighty, you'd have more friends. You know, you're, like, your vocabulary and he goes, well, if your vocabulary wasn't so limited, mine wouldn't see so expansive. <laughs> and, I, and I took that to heart. And I went, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to be, and I saw him several years later, and he was just weird. <laughs> but... But the fact that that right there hit me and it's like, I don't, I can be, I don't have to, I don't have to show everybody every side of me all the time. Right. You know, cause I mean, sometimes I can play a goober if I need to get what I want to get. And in this thing, unapologetically, in a, I can't even say it. Now. Unapologetically. Unapologetically intellectual. You intelligent. Don't, yeah, that too. It's, it, you see, <laughs> that wouldn't be a good part of that man. I'm too alone, I'm falling apart. So, okay, so that's the first thing that got you into into service. Uh, yeah. Because I see you in the rotary and, you know. Yeah, and all of that was just on that path. So I started off doing that, and then we did a couple of more, like, uh, programs and events in my neighborhood on the east side. Um, and then uh, a couple of years go by, and Hurricane Ida happens. And I see the rotary club just dishing out meals. I get a call from a friend. She's like, hey, I got it. Tons of food. I need some help giving it out. I'm like, all right, cool. So we we setting up, you know, in parking lots, giving out meals um, after Hurricane Ida. And I'm like, I've never seen this many people do this much good for so long. Mm-hmm. I want to get in this this organization. So from that one friend who introduced me to Rotary, um, I got in a Rotary, started taking it pretty seriously off the bat. And that same friend, she had an idea for a nonprofit. She wanted to do transitional housing. Being that there's a housing shortage after her hurricane. Yeah, a lot of it, yeah. And she has a passion to help women. So she uh, she started a nonprofit, and she brought me on as the vice president. The name of the nonprofit is We Inspire LA. Um, so we do good, do service to inspire others to do the same. Um, and this transitional housing, right now our first group of women is about to come in uh, from DOC. So these women are recently released from prison yeah don't have any housing options either they don't have a job yet or you know they have some bad stuff on their credit report or whatever the case may be we want to give them some time to get their stuff together and also give them some some skills to go out into the world make sure that they don't make those same mistakes again um i came in as just the the strategist the media person um but i'm a man of many hats so i know a few people so i can direct you to this person that person whatever and I've just been helping out ever since you started it. And um, it's looking like it's it's about to take off. We're also having an event coming up. we got the Trunk Retreat at the Marina downtown uh, on October 29th from 2 to 6. Going to have... You know, a lot of people do that. A lot of churches do that. Trunk Retreat, yeah. I think I'll have it. And it's, I don't know, it's strange because we love Halloween at our house. We always decorate the house. And, I mean, my kids are in their 20s now, you know, mm-hmm. but my son... <clears throat> 
was still trick-or-treating at 17, dressing up like Frankenstein, because he's bigger <laughs> than I am, for one thing. But uh, but the thing of it, he'd get all this candy and just give it to the little kids going out. He's just right. like dressing up and wandering around the neighborhood. And I said, Jack, yeah, you better put a mask on, Jack, boy, because we're going to go, who the hell is that guy? But uh, uh, it's it's smart and it's sad because you don't get to go through the neighborhoods anymore. Yeah. You only know the people who go to your church and that's it because you're going to get candy out of people's trunks of their cars. You don't get to go through the neighborhood and people don't get to decorate right. their houses every month. So the thing is, like, uh, let me tell you how this started. Some backstory on the trunk or treat. Uh, Toy, Latoya, who's our president of uh, the nonprofit, she did a, a trunk or treat in Mechanicville at the the Mechanicville gym a couple of years ago. This is before, this is before COVID. Yeah. So in this neighborhood, none of the people give out candy. You have very limited mm-hmm. houses that have the lights on. Nobody gives out candy. So she's like, you know what? I'm going to do a trunk or treat just for the kids in this neighborhood. And the turnout was amazing. And then the next year, we get hit with COVID. And then now we have Hurricane Ida and all these people are displaced. So it's like, my mom still got a, a tarp on her roof. She ain't really living there. She's not giving out candy this year. So that's that's kind of where we're, yeah. we're at with the trunk or treat. Like, we want that community vibe. But we wanted it to be in a place where we can draw all the people from those displaced neighborhoods and also just get some more people involved. And like me and her both, like we go to the marina a lot. We bring our kids out there. If I need to go think, that's where I'm going. And it's like nobody uses it. So um, that's why we wanted to do an event there. But I get your point about trick-or-treating. Well, the thing of it is like when, when my kids were little, okay, uh, we had a wrought iron fence around the front of our house because our... My oldest, my two oldest, playing with them in the front yard was running out and grabbing one out of the street and then running out and grab the other one out of the street. <laughs> so I said, that's it. And my wife said, we're putting up a fence, you know. So we put this fence up. Well, we had a lot of people who lived uptown, a lot of friends and a lot of people who lived like in, in the in the Bywater and a lot of people who lived in Mid-City and they didn't exactly have the safest neighborhoods. Right. And I lived in Old Battery. I mean, <laughs> couldn't really afford it, but I lived there. And a, you walk up a, a block and a half, you'd go into these these townhouses. And, man, you'd go in one block and come up the other side, and you were loaded with candy. <laughs> so we would invite all of our friends from the less safer neighborhoods to come bring their kids to us. And then we'd have a big party. We'd make a great big gumbo and a big potato salad. We'd hire a clown for the kids to do, like, balloon animals and magic. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, it was fabulous. I mean, people looked forward to it. You know, That's every amazing. year. And then, you know, then Katrina came. Well, only kids were getting too kind of... Katrina came and, and flooded that house. And then, you know, it just... I don't know. When we finally ended up, the house my wife grew up in came up for sale. Oh, wow. And so, you know, we jumped in there. And then, yeah, we started. But they don't have any kids on our block. You know, two or three streets up, they got a whole bunch of kids. You know? And that's also the other thing. It's like the traveling. <laughs> it's like yeah. the... The neighborhoods that I grew up in, it's like mostly grandmas and grandpas. Mm-hmm. So they're not young families, no young kids. So it's like it's very few and far between to find a house that yeah. has kids or they're in the mood to give out candy. So it's like, oh, well, we work. still we still decorate my neighbors on either side. Just put a big bowl. And the first time five teenagers show up, the bowl's empty. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do Fill that. up the backpack. Yeah. You know, I remember one time when my wife told me she had a. She had the baby monitor on it. She was able to talk through it. 
So she put it out on the front porch while I had taken the kids off trick or treating. Mm -hmm. And some kids would come in there and they got grab big handfuls and she go in there, put that candy back. <laughs> I love your wife. <laughs> Such an innovative lady. Oh man, she is she's special. Anyway, so uh, we're wrapping it up here. Uh, so what else you got going on that people need to know about? And again, uh, uh, your your website so people can find you. Um, let me tell you about weinspirela.org. That's the website for the transitional housing. If you have any questions, would like to donate, get involved, volunteer. Um, have a house? Yeah, you want to donate a house? That'd be great. Uh, right now, we're looking for furniture uh, for the second house. Our first house is furnished. Got approval from DOC. We got ladies coming in the next couple of weeks. So it's looking good. So um, and you, you want this to happen because you don't need these ladies don't need to go back in a slam. Yeah. So the, the other part about it is like uh, you hear some of their stories and it's what would you have to do to get housing and what compromises would you have to make? And to hear some of those stories, it's like, well, I want to do anything. So you wouldn't have to do that. Um mm -hmm. A person losing their self-respect and doing things that are illegal, I don't think it's, it's necessary. If we live in a society that wants to be progressive and see people prosper, I think we got to give a lending hand. So that's where we step in it. Well, that's why I'm doing this. Anyway. That's it. So there it is. So what's your other website? Uh, Convo? Convo Media. C-O-N-V-E-A-U-X media.com and weinspirela.org. There you go. Or you can always go to the Rotary Club. and uh, I'm there every Tuesday and probably buying a round of drinks. Come have oh, yeah? a drink with me. All more reason to drink. <laughs> you, you buying drinks for the twins? I try to. They only want tea. <laughs> well, that's, I guess they smart. I don't know. I, frankly, I would hate to see those two tipsy. I've never seen them drink. And I've, you probably never will. <laughs> I've been to many brunches with bottomless mimosas and they never drink. <laughs> well, there you go. Alright, Travion, thanks a bunch. Wrapping up the TCU podcast right after this. Do you know what it means to miss New Orleans? The next time you have to travel, take along a couple of pounds of Parish coffee, and you won't be missing New Orleans for long. Brewed right here in the land of coffee lovers, Parish coffee has the taste you're looking for. From dark roast to coffee and chicory to flavored coffees like Bananas Foster or Bourbon Pecan, French Vanilla or King Cake, or you name it, Parish coffee has a flavor just right for you. Look for the bright purple bag in the coffee aisle of your favorite market. Or order it online. Have it sent right to your door. What a perfect gift for any coffee aficionado. Sip the soul of New Orleans in every cup of Parish Coffee. Spot here. You scrimped, you saved, and now you've finally been able to buy your own home. Hooray! Congratulations, you're skipping down the path to the American dream. But you're not done yet. No, you need to skip on over to ABC Title and celebrate there by updating your driver's license and registration with your new address. ABC Title is scary fast. Faster even than that cop will be when he writes you up for out-of-date info on your license. And Lord help you when he runs your plate. Save yourself a bunch of grief you don't need. Just go to abctitle.com to find out more.